0: What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader! And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organisations exploring future-fit leadership and organisational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, Executive Coach, Senior Advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organisation and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey Toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guest today, Tim Collins, Director of People, Culture and Sustainability at Hussman, a Panasonic company. Thank you, Tim, for being here with me today.
1: Thank you, Giles, for the invitation and the time and space that we have today. And in all of our dialogues.
0: Yeah. Well, it's um it's great. It's really special to be chatting with you today. As usual, we're going to dive straight in by um asking you to share a little bit about Hussman's reason for being, please.
1: For sure. So Husman Oceania is the bit of uh yeah, the two you know, sort of interwoven holes that you've mentioned there already. Um a larger business called Hussman, which is hundred years old, and a large large business called Panasonic which is also 100 years old. So the Hussman sort of call into the world is being evolved at the moment but is essentially innovating climate solutions for a better future and when we talk about climate solutions we're not talking about big climatic meteorological systems that are dysfunctional that we're uh trying to do anything with, we're talking about very specific climates, particularly ones to keep food at specific temperatures or keep internal built environments at specific temperatures. So it's refrigeration essentially is 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 what these businesses have always been been about. Um, and then the division of Panasonic uh, that we sit within, uh, they have a very concise purpose, which is healthy people, society and planet
0: yeah so it's a long you know uh, Japanese companies are often respected actually
1: have this very long term view uh,
0: and, and also have a sort of sense of sort of family and and values and uh, and so forth um how have you found uh, the corporate landscape at the moment for a company like this with, with a heritage learning to adapt and evolve in these challenging times what are what are the sort of things you're noticing are, are people? Are some of the leaders up for change? Is there an appetite for actually transforming?
1: Yeah, so I think the the majority of leaders that I encounter, uh, both within our you know, internal landscape and the stakeholder group at large, uh, the majority are absolutely embracing change. The only variable is the pace with which they are wanting to move and the extent to which its iterative change small c or it's radical transformation capital r capital t and the extent to which either of those they feel they have a sense of knowing what they're moving towards or they're kind of tumbling into the unknown and willing to be you know very adaptable as they do so and yeah in the australian context we've seen a lot of revived will amongst the corporate Uh, sort of world uh, over the last few years um, since we had a very dramatic series of uh, climatic events here yes the meteorological ones not the refrigeration ones and in China I I think they're actually quite advanced on this journey and and our Chinese team is is actually one of the most progressed and progressive when it comes to doing this work Um, and then you've got New Zealand where we've got less to do because we're already working with a decarbonized grid so yeah there's context there's you know consistency there's the tension between the two i talk about that all the time um but yes everyone's up for a change it's just a question of how much how fast and how they do it And you're really in the heart of this change. You know, I'm heartened by the fact that even the
0: title, People, Culture and Sustainability. I was just speaking to um, CEO of an events company yesterday about how still today in 2023, we have conferences where we have HR people and culture people and no sustainability people. And then we have sustainability conferences with no HR people and how we've got to bring these together. Now, in your role, you're doing that. So essentially, in many ways, you're helping that, change both inwardly and outwardly through the value propositions. And I know you've been working with the inner development goals as well in helping with that. So what do you see as the challenges? What is the role of a corporate like this amidst this shift and how does one go about trying to make it happen?
1: Yeah, look, I think I'll, I'll respond with a, with a framework of, you know, sort of three lines of work, right? I think, you know, so, so taking the organization as the self, um, you know, I think we've got our own work to do, we've got our internal, you know, values-led culture work and you know, working with, you know, some of your frameworks and, and others, um, you know, to start the realization of this is actually cultural work now. Right. Like we have the innovative technologies, we have the products, and yeah, you know, we can bring emissions down, we can bring energy. You know, sort of efficiency up we could do all these you know sort of mechanistic lever pulls relatively swiftly um but i obstinately uh refused to take this job when it was first offered to me unless it had the sustainability title and it wasn't much of a negotiation because that was already the intent of our managing director um and and he gave me a great deal of reassurance declaring that he really recognizes the sustainability piece being a cultural transformation for this organization. Um, And I think the role then of organizations like ours is as we do our own work, because I don't think it's a readiness thing. Some of my greatest guides have said, you know, they're not ready to do this work. You just decide whether to be in it or not. And the journey never ends. So we're on the journey. So it's then us and what we're doing, then it's our next group, our community, which in corporate language is stakeholders and you know, your immediate value chain partners. And then it's the greater system and which for us is combination of the food system and the built environment. And it's really trying to work all the way up through that value chain mm. with fundamentally the speed of trust. I think that's where we're at right now. Um, that we still don't have the you know, sort of rocket wherever you want to apply the rocket from a regulatory perspective. um, That's coming very soon. We know that. Um, But at the moment, it's who trusts us and do we trust to go into that sort of leveling up of the partnership um, and go beyond the point that people are normally willing to work? Who are we selling to? Who are we buying from? Uh, And I think that's the role of an organization like ours is to be more systemic and more willing to invest in trust and relationships ahead of the necessity of regulation this is a vital point point. Uh, if, if we're
0: going to um wish for and we need to wish for systemic transformation across the, the system then uh, players um, like hussman and panasonic and um, large um, historic players uh, need to be able to build that trust across multiple players and partners and internally one, people like yourself, um, change agents, need to build trust and build bridges and meet people where they're at, have empathy for where they're at, not blame, not not project, not, not critique. Um, yes, one needs to be vocal and energized uh, and point out where things are clearly not good enough, but actually we need to work with and then help transform the system from within. And that um, is in and of itself quite an art. Uh, I, I think it'd be interesting for listeners to understand a bit about your own journey. You know, you've come from, um, um, well, you only recently joined um, in, in this particular corporate role, or you've been in corporate roles before, but you are, you know, you're a regenerative practitioner in your own right. Um, we've been um engaging together for some time um explain a little bit about why you then decided to move into corporate and and how do you find this bridging this this empathizing
1: role well thank you first of all <laughs> for the explicit compliments that you've just given me which i uh uh yeah deeply appreciate um well look my background in a nutshell is i've always been a, a people curious person um i went and studied organisational behaviour in the late 90s, early 2000s at uh, university in England at a time when the first graduating year of this course had to come back to the um, management school and ask them to rename the course because none of them could get jobs because at that time it was still personnel or maybe if you were lucky human resources. Um, So I've kind of been in this work for a while through all of the, you know, sort of fractal machinations of human resources consulting. I've done recruitment, I've done organizational design and development and coaching and those things. Um, But I actually chose to step out of corporate almost a decade ago, the week before our eldest child was born, um, because I I felt degenerated in corporate environments that wanted everything to be linear and hyper efficient. And that just didn't didn't sit with me i really enjoy um playing in with and through context and being very adaptive to what's needed um so yeah i've spent best part of a decade um forming uh, leading and, and and sort of playing a a developmental role within a collaborative collective of people who are in this work in their own ways coaches um you know learning experience designers uh, recruiters and it was a push and a pull that 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 got me across the line and back into corporate after a decade. And it, it was a, a pull from the MD and GM um, of a client. You know, I've been working on Huffman, Hussman's behalf as an external for seven years. So I had a very clear sense of their values, of their sort of being state over an extended period, period of time. So there was a level of trust there already. Um, and it was the pull into a place of scale, where there is real potential um, for, frankly, continued harm. You know, refrigerant gases are extremely volatile and and harmful from a global warming perspective, 13,000 times more damaging than carbon. Um, You know, my um, sort of awareness of that came from the Drawdown Project. Thank you very much, Paul Hawkin. And I had some refrigeration clients at the time, so I started paying a lot more attention to them, which included Hussman. Um, And then there was a push. Uh, There was a push from, well, a number of angles, but the most significant one to me was um, people like, but specifically including Carol Sanford, essentially saying, um, you know, this sort of Newtonian tapping that you're doing on the outside of these systems as an external um, consultant. Is that working? You know, are you are you seeing a level of radical change activated uh in these intermittent engagements that you've got even when you know they've been a client for a long time and what what do you think might happen if you were to cross the imagined threshold and become a part of that system um and that's the experiment that's unfolding as we speak you know I'm four and a bit months into that. so yeah it it was a an invitation you know from a place that I thought I knew well enough, um to trust um that I could maintain my integrity as I stepped in and I declared that quite explicitly as I went in. Um, and then it was a, a real challenge from you know someone like Carol to sort of say, well, go be a change agent, but in the system, uh, not sort of acting on or against it. How would you describe yourself as a leader you know um, what really what's your what's
0: driving you what 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 turns you on when you're in the midst of it all in what we all know I mean I've been in many corporate roles in my life you know it can be it can be really hard it can be stressful it's long hours traveling um, we often talk about this in our coaching sessions and you know what really turns you on in this you know w- w- how would you
1: describe your raison d'etre as a, as a leader in this? I don't want the, the the response to seem contrite, but honestly, it's seeing potential activating you know, in front of my eyes. Like I think that that kind of is it, um, and the um, yeah regenerative frameworks, the processes and practices that I'm continuing to build, um, you know, my own capability through over years like yes they are foundational fundamental and have kind of become sources of energy for me as i um you know persist uh in the work but it it's it's showing up in these environments you know these corporate structures which from the outside you know it's very easy to be uh, condescending of and to um but when you sit within them and you sit with people and you talk to them about, you know, what they actually really want to do, um, and what matters to them and the change that they would like to see come into the world through their work within our organization. It's remarkably consistent. I mean, always contextual, but it, it is, yeah, and certainly in my experience last four months in China, in Australia, in New Zealand, you know, people want to work in life-affirming ways, the vast majority um, understand that in this current system, profit is a requirement. Um, But once you accept that and you start to question, how do we get to achieve that profit? um, And then you talk about, well, what is that for? And how are we creating it? uh, There's an essence of regeneration in everybody. Uh, for the most part and i've seen some really remarkable (laughs) examples of people that i would not expect to lean into this stuff uh one particular one in an idg gathering recently um and and you know the will of that person in particular to sit in their own discomfort of things that were way outside you know their sort of zone of familiarity um but there was something there, there was something essence-like that kept them in that session and kept them curious and wanting to lean into that experience afterwards. Um, so, yeah, I think even with big hardware technology companies, you know, at an existential level, yeah, people that feel an experience that is regenerative lean into it and are curious and want more of it.
0: Yeah. I, I i couldn't agree more that's my experience from um corporates as well you know it's easy to condescend and and critique from the outside but being actually on the inside and working with these people and helping um, shift the system you see the potential um in everyone for this desire for a life-affirming future so talking about you know regeneration and so forth and our coaching journey together any insights from our own coaching journey that you think are useful for others um, when we talk about regenerative leadership
1: wholeness is really really important so wholeness would be one the second one would be you know the frameworks that you've you know sort of um brought into you know the um lineage that you're drawing from um and i think the one that i actually find and have found repeatedly the sort of the appropriately challenging threshold is panarchy um you know you can you can reference a product development cycle you know you can reference you know, the relationship with the customer you can make it really contextually tangible and yet point out that this is not a smooth line in one direction um and yeah and so that's extremely helpful um also your you know sort of um will to sit with those who are mid leap uh you know to to reference the ladder um and the the journey to become you know regenerative leaders and organizations um i flicker between either side of that leap and sometimes just sort of sit um sit right there um you know sort of between that regenerative space and the idealistic one um and I feel very, I feel very well supported by the way that you, you know, provoke and you know, provide sufficient challenge to stretch and keep leaning into that leap, but also feel that it is something that can be can be crossed and um, yeah, in an appropriate way. Um, so thank you for that. That's
0: a very nice Tim, and it's lovely working with you on this journey. You're an important uh, change agent out there on the. On the edge we need more people like you that are deeply thoughtful that understand really what regenerative principles and regenerative life is all about and then bringing it into the coalface in many ways um so thank you it's nice to hear that um tips final tips that
1: you think might be helpful for other leaders on the journey i think that the all the tips always kind of start with it depends. All right so but but i think a universal one would be work on your presence uh not those of the christmas ilk um you know the 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 awareness of self you know the awareness of being state you know the awareness of the value creation of you know really um sort of attuned listening um and the quality of inquiry that can only arise from when you're fully present with whomever or the group that you're with. I think that for me would be a universal one, wherever on this journey, a leader or a listener to this might be. Um, I think that's the never ending panarchic loop for me. Um, there would be more, but it would depend very much on where on the journey people are. So I might just leave it there.
0: Nice. I think that's a lovely, so way in to, to to the whole thing really in a way it's the black hole into the into the universe so i love it tim um wow you know you're you're um we are um transmitting live from australia um uh, thank you for representing that part of the world and covering off all you're doing in the whole oceana region china japan new zealand uh, all those islands around there. fascinating part of the world thank you so much for the work you do tim and thank you for your time
1: today on this call Likewise, Giles, thank you for everything that you are in the world and you are to me. And I look forward to journeying together.
0: For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader.